Good morning, beautiful people. Today is Thursday, November 5th, and you don't have to make it a great day because today is already great. You are listening to The Daily Devo. I am your host, Losco, and I am so excited that you've chosen to spend five minutes with me as we explore word and wisdom for the leader in you. This week, we are talking about your team. Uh, My pastor says this all the time. You don't go as far as your dream. You go as far as your team. So it's really important that we establish our team, that we build a team. And last week, we talked about our foundation of that team, the inner circle, the people who are going to be closest and even helping to build the team and helping to carry out that that mission. But this week, we're talking about the rest of your team. So uh, if you didn't get a chance to listen to last week, please do that. And if you haven't listened to the other episodes from this week, please also do that because today we're talking about bringing it all together. Okay. Um, Earlier this week, we talked about how Jesus identified people to add to his team to the, the, we, we know that Jesus had 12 disciples, right? And there, these people that he picked weren't random. You know, he didn't just go and find people and say, Hey, you, Hey, you, he, he was very strategic in the people that he picked that would help him carry out the mission of his ministry that he was already conducting. And we made a point to note that it's important that we don't get so caught up in building a team that we never start doing what the team is going to be helping you to do. In other words, don't get caught up in gathering people before you started doing what it is that you're supposed to be doing. Jesus did not have a team around him when he started his ministry. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter four that as Jesus is beginning his ministry, he just begins to preach and speak and people began to come to him. And as that began to happen, Jesus built the team. So we're not just going out here and getting people to come and do something that hasn't begun already. Why? Because as we begin to do that, people will begin to be compelled to join the mission and the team. So we have to have something to compel them toward. So that's what we talked about on Monday. People being compelled. We talked about people having the capability, right, to do this. We like um, that they're competent. Um, And then we also talked about capacity, uh, people having the space to do it. Now, when you find people who are compelled to join the team, there's there's something in their own personal purpose that matches with the purpose for which you've set out to do and in for the team. When you have people who are compelled, when you have people who are competent at what they do, they have the skills, then you go to the capacity to say they actually have the capacity and the space to do it. Now it's about bringing it into the collective. Okay, so it's important that we don't just get caught up in whether or not someone's competent, whether or not someone um, is compelled or in other words, whether or not they have the will to do it or the skill to do it and even just the space and capacity to do it. But that we don't just get the same kind of people. This is where the collective becomes important. As Jesus is building his team, he doesn't just get all fishermen. Okay. now there are more than likely more fishermen on his team than any other profession. And when I say more than likely, that's just because we don't know all of the occupations of the 
of the disciples before they joined the team, there are some things that might hint at what they do once Jesus leaves the earth, what they return to um, when many of them returned to fishing. And uh, so that's that's a good indicator. But he had more than just fishermen on his team. It was a diverse team, people who would had different experiences and people who were able to bring those experiences to the collective where all of their skills were important in carrying out the mission of Jesus. Fishermen were important for Jesus, but he didn't just have fishermen. He had tradesmen, people who knew how to conduct business. Um, Matthew was a, was a tax collector, someone who knew how to handle money. And even the one that we don't always uh, like to acknowledge, Judas was one who knew how to handle money and make deals. Um, we have to make sure that we have all kinds of skills and people on our team, not just people who like what you do or are competent or they have the space and capacity to do it, but that when they bring those skills together, that they know what it is that they are there for and they can conduct their lane without a glitch. They know how to do what they do and they are content to do it and not have to do any and everything else. It's important that when people are on the team that they know what they're there for and they can do it competently. We can't have people who want to do everything and be have their hands on everything, but we have to be very clear on why they're there. We have to communicate. This is what your job is. When Judas was on was added to the team, he knew that he was supposed to be handling the money. He was supposed to handle benevolence. When um, when people were added to the team, when when Peter and Andrew and James and John were added to the team, they knew they were gatherers of people that they were supposed to bring people together. What are they there for. That is the collective. How do we bring all these skills together? And as a leader, that's what your job is to help them know and to help them carry out the mission for which they are there. So in recap, we have talked about people being competent. We've talked about people being compelled. In other words, people having a will to be on the team and people having skill to be on the team. And then we've also talked about capacity, people having the space to be on the team. And then we talk about today, the collective. Do they know what they're there for? And are they content to do it? That is where leadership becomes extremely important. You become the manager of that. That's not on them. It's on you. Do they know why they're there? And can you help them carry out their responsibilities? I hope that's been a, a good help. This is really the model of the way that Jesus built his team and the way that he carried out the mission um, while he was here on earth. And uh, I don't know that there's anybody who's been more successful than Jesus, but um, I hope that's been a help. And please, if if this has really been a help for you, please share this with a leader who is looking at trying to build their team. There are plenty of people right now in this current space that we're in who are being activated into whatever they feel their purpose or calling is. And they're looking at how they can begin building their team. And I think this is a great model that Jesus gives us in how he picks his disciples and how he activates them into the ministry for which they were compelled to join. So please share this with them. And I uh, hope you all have a great day. See you tomorrow.